Blog Talk Radio. edition of the Pajama Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. What's up? And red wine. Going suave, mon capitan. Como, como, como. Notice he's in Europe. Yeah, I know. I went from French to Spanish. So what's going on? Ah. How was you tonight? Chilly, chilly, ah. chilly. Made it Friday. Oh. Oh, what a week, what a week. Celebrate that. You know, the one thing I'm, whew, I don't know about y'all, but I just don't understand the whole situation right now with the weather and <laughs> and the darkness in the morning, and and I, I just don't get it. I mean, I know the leaves are falling. It seems like so much has changed. I really don't want to tell my age, and I won't, but man, everything just seemed to be so normal back in the day, you know? Mm-hmm. Now it's like, is it daylight saving time or what is it? When the hell is it gonna get light? I don't know. It seems like it's damn quarter eight and it's still dark outside. What the hell's going on with that? I don't understand, man. If I had to go to work early in the morning, I'd be pissed, man, because I don't really like traveling in the dark like that, you know. Especially with the world's crime today and all, it's just I don't get it. I wish daylight saving to come and push the clock back so at least we could see some daylight at least by. 6 a.m. I mean, I'm feeling for people to kind of get up in the morning and and catch those metro trains and well, trains and get out there early and do their thing. You know, give them some light for their safety. You know. All I can say is they better get some flashlights or something. Oh, that's cool. Because when you go, I'm mean, just saying, when you Damn. go out, if the street lights, if you live in an area where you don't really have good street lights, you better get you a flashlight or get you one of those hmm. little hats that have the light on it. So when you put your little scully or your hat on, I'm just saying, it's Red a public wine. service announcement. Anyway. We talking about the safety of the people and all red light, all red wine can say is get you a flashlight. What's in the Damn. flashlight or the hat with the little light? Kevin, you know what I'm talking the about. Light? Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I ain't even getting me wrapped up in this. Kevin, what do you got to say about that? Let's just say you let's just say you a woman leaving out in the morning looking all sophisticated and and, and beautiful. You got all all your nice digs on. You wore your best outfit going to work that day and Red Wine wants you to put a light on your forehead. Okay. okay. I don't think I'm gonna right. I don't think I'm gonna do that. Uh uh. Now you time, sophisticated lady, you got Yeah, you got your Louis Vuitton and everything. But get to the top of your head, I'm and there's saying. a you like a miner in a in a Pennsylvania if cave. You don't want to fall Damn. on a crack in the sidewalk and mess up your red bottom shoes. Oh, you better get God. you some light. Okay. Whether it's in your hand or on your head. Just saying. Oh boy. Anyway, I'm feeling fine. Okay. It's been a heck of a week, 
and I'm so glad the weekend is upon us. Mm. So I'm mm. ready to celebrate mm. the weekend. Okay. Uh, celebrate. Come on. Yes. How you doing? <laughs> Ah. Mm. What did Lizzo right. say? It's about damn time. Hey. Well, anyway, I, I want to give a shout out uh, before we get started with the show. I had the pleasure uh, last week, Saturday, to go to a uh, a, a, a foundation ball, uh, Stephen P. Vance Foundation. Uh, it was a ball that really it generated. It was really uh, dedicated and generated around a lot of railroaders. Because this person was an, an engineer for the railroad, and uh, uh, it, it was a fantastic affair. And it, 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 it was a foundation built on. I, re, I really don't know the gist of it completely. I just got to know some of the people involved in it, but I really want to give a, a shout out to that. It was a nice affair. The maturity level of the situation, the food, the arrangement, the decorations, the whole situation was just so so fantastic. And they honored a good friend of mine. Um, you know, a gentleman that was on the railroad for 50 years, you know, and uh, it just was just unbelievable, you know, to see people finally getting together again after COVID. And they're going to do this yearly. And um, I'll be getting more information. As I get information on this, we'll talk about it more and further and uh, put stuff out there, put the advertisement out there so they can get the best response that they can get so they can give it in a, in a, in a most grandest way they can give it so they can raise money for the foundation and raise money for the cause and everything they're doing. And I just want to give a shout-out to that particular uh, Stephen P. Vance Foundation and all the people behind it that set it up and put all the railroaders together there to have the opportunity to see people. Because in order to retire from the railroad, you got to be there for a long time. You know, 30 years is like the minimum. Then you got to add the age to match and everything like that. So wow. you could be there for two or three decades seeing people through the years in different divisions all up and down the Northeast Carter or wherever you come from, all over the world, you know, for that for that matter. Well, shout and, out uh, to the foundation. Yeah, the foundation. What's it called again? Stephen P. Vance uh, Foundation. And they do this affair, too. Uh, this was done during the uh, Columbus Day or an Indigenous, Indigenous Day holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. The advertisement, he, 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 the gentleman who runs it said he advertised it around the, the Juneteenth time frame and it's a fantastic affair the oh, dance okay. and the party and the maturity it was just i had a great time you know so can people that are not part of the whole railroad oh yeah without a doubt without a doubt tickets tickets are tickets you know okay. seats are seats so I'll, like i said i'll as the year progresses i'll, I'll get scope on there and um even try to get the uh people that run things on the radio show to talk about it sounds like a play. Hey, cattle we need to roll up in there and show them how it's done all right, anyway. sounds like a plan. All right, that okay. happens every year, right? Mm-hmm. Every year, yeah, yeah, and it's okay. off What's the chain. All right. Off the chain. Good to go to a nice mature crowd and, and see All right. what's up. So, Papa D, anyway, what's our leading topic for tonight? The lead topic tonight, uh, you know, there was, just to get your opinion on this, and I'm going to get back with this. I'm not going to read the story, but I'm going to give you a synopsis of it. And for the privacy of this particular restaurant, we're gonna we're not gonna mention their name. It was a restaurant in Maryland. And we're just gonna mention what happened because it was news. But we're not gonna say their name or put them down or badger them because they have a business and we're not trying to mess up anybody's business out there. But this business in in Maryland, 
okay? I'm not even going to say the county because I don't want to narrow it all. In any event, a young lady uh, uh, had died in the bathroom, in the ladies' room. And I don't know the cause of death or what have you, but the topic of discussion with this, and I'll, I'll discuss it later on, and I'll read the story later on without naming counties or areas or okay. whatever. The lady passed away in the bathroom, but the topic of discussion is that the business remained open while this was going on. Because, you know, in most cases, you have to wait for the coroner to come to either take the body or, or I think somebody, somebody must have declared the person dead in the bathroom. And this was a popular restaurant in the Merlin area, but they kept the restaurant open. And people are saying, well, you know, this people say, well, it's a business, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I heard that the people would divert, ladies would divert it to the men's room and all this jazz. And I don't know. And everybody has their opinion on what. But our, our opening topic tonight is that do you think it was right that they left this restaurant open while there was a, a, a dead body? God bless her soul in the bathroom while they waited for the coroner. Do you think it was that important to keep your restaurant open? Or, I mean, not just open, but because you had the people leave for a minute while you did a, a full situation. What do you think about that? Red wine, we'll start with you. Why you would come to me? I was going to go to Kettle first. Oh, dang. Oh. Do y'all get along okay. at all? It's all right. Do y'all get along? <laughs> <y'all>, <laughs> <y'all, laughs> I, I can handle it. I can handle it. Um, okay, right, I'll defer to Kettle. Kettle, what do you think uh, about that? Uh, as as I usually am, I'm on the fence. Oh, um, come on now, we we want to know this, you know. Give it to us straight. My I mean, think about it. I mean, first it, of think, all, it's a business. First of all, it's a business, and, and it's a dead body, and it's a dead body. Somebody's brother, it. sister, mother, Hold auntie. Hold on, That's my opinion. That's my opinion. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give it first of all, it's a, it's a business. Second of all, they probably didn't want to alarm people. Um, and what they did was they they handled it properly as far as the guidelines because they let the cops um, guide them what they should do. They could have closed the uh, restaurant down, but they went through the guidelines of what the uh, jurisdiction and the cops told them to do. They contained the area, which they did. And within a couple of hours, everything had been resolved, and business went on as usual. So my thing is, like I said, first of all, it's a business. So if you shut it down, you might as well say you're closed for the night because it's hard to reopen because you have to start sending people home and so forth. But if you stay operating, contain the area, take care of that situation, and it's resolved, I don't see anything wrong with that. They did everything that they supposed to have done. That that's just my opinion. Okay. Oh, oh, you red wine. Okay. Well, that wasn't that wasn't, that wasn't a fence move. That was that no, side. She, she took a side. Yeah, you okay. took a side. Okay. okay. That's cool. Right. That's, that's, what that's, what that's what we asked for. That's what we asked for. That's what we asked for. She jumped right? off okay. the fence and, and got down mm-hmm. on one side. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, and I'm gonna jump on the other side and say I feel that they should have close the restaurant for the evening. Now, I understood that this event occurred about 6.30 in the evening. They were in the middle of the rush. 
you know, the evening dinner rush. And like you said, Kettle, it is a business. I get that. But here's my take. When you have somebody that passes out and subsequently dies on your premises, if you don't know what the cause was, if you don't if you don't contain it and get people out of there, there's a risk that what if it was a viral situation? What if she mm. had something like, I don't know, bubonic plague or Ooh. something crazy that because you still kept people on the premises, now you got something that could be an airborne situation. Mm. Even though she was contained in the in the restroom, in the ladies' room, just the fact that she was still there for two hours before the coroner showed up. So in the meantime, food is still being ordered, drinks are still being drank, business is going on as usual, but you still, as the owner and manager, you don't know what the cause of death was. So to me, you're risking, potentially risking the lives of your customers and your employees because you still don't really know what happened to the woman. So that's the way I see it. I would rather err on the side of caution and take the inconvenience and look at the public relations side of it and say, I would rather people be like, oh, that was inconvenient, but they were looking out for us, rather than people saying, wow, that's messed up. We were in there eating fries and wings while there was a dead woman in the bathroom. Mm. And they played it off like nothing was going on. So that's my opinion on it. Hmm. What what you say, Papa Didi? Ooh. Are All you right. on the fence? Yeah, I, I I'm on the bump I'm on the fence with a barbed wire fence. <laughs> no, um, you know, my my opinion on that, and I mean this sincerely and wholeheartedly. The first thing we have to look at is. Is everybody in the building? Okay. When I say is everybody in the building, we have to understand that business begins with this here. You got employees, management, and ownership. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three levels of people that run a business. When you guys say it's a business, it's a business that's owned by the owners. Managers are trusted people that oversee the business. In most cases, whether it's Home Depot or a swanky restaurant, ownership don't have to be there. That's why they trust management like they do. Now, then you got the employees. And in most cases today, with these employees, a lot of them are young. Okay? And they're texting and they're tweeting and they're Instagramming and ding-ding-ding down to the ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding. And we know what that's all about. Okay, so the employee aspect of it is they're talking to their people. What's going on, girl? They got it. Da 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 da. Management is talking a little more. Ownership is saying, wah 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 wah. It's three different tones, like a band, like a bass, like a bass guitar. There's three different levels of conversation with three different levels of people. Ownership, more than likely, is talking to the police detectives, and everything else is going on around there. Management is trying to oversee the crowd. The employees are basically spreading fucking gossip all over the place. They're trying to get their tips and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So when you keep it open like that, you're keeping all that grasshopper shit going. Instead of somebody in ownership making an announcement saying, look, we had a misfortune in the ladies' room and we're going to escort everybody out in a nice orderly fashion 
until we sort things out. Now, we'd probably be closed. It's 630 in the evening. We're going to reopen at 11 p.m., something like that. If you open until 2, open, clean the joint out. Mop the fucking floor in the bathroom or something like that. It's almost like you get an apartment from somebody who's a slumlord. They didn't even paint the joint. They didn't spray it for roaches or anything like that. It's almost the same aspect. And, well, I just want to move. I just need somewhere to live. I don't care. You ain't got to spray for bugs. You ain't got to paint. Yeah, just and, and a sorry motherfucker go ahead and move in that apartment. They didn't want to complain that the filter's dirty and the air-conditioned place need to be painted. I saw some roaches. Well, God damn it, you should have waited for a minute before you moved in. And the same aspect I'm saying with this situation here. And I'm not so heavy on anything in particular. But like I said, remember in that business, when y'all both said it's a business, but there's three levels of business in a business. Employees, management, and ownership. Okay. Who is the adult in the damn room? That's all I got to say on that. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Oh, how y'all doing? Everything cool? Nobody's adult in that situation. Hey, 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 you got to get an adult in the room because you know, you know those employees, they just, please. Yeah, you're Girl. right. Because if they didn't know what was going on, I'm sure they were speculating uh-huh. as to what Talking was going to, on. Somebody peeped in the door, girl, she a fat girl. She must have choked on a chicken wing, girl. Shoot, I don't know. You know what I mean? All kinds of shit. Anyway. Never sad. Know. The world never could know. have been a murder investigation. You don't know what was, what was really yeah, And we're going to talk about this story later on. And like I said, when we speak on the story and the logistics of it, we're not going to name the name of the place or the county that it's in for respect for the place because what they did is their business and we ain't trying to put them on blast. All, All right. right. Okay. All right. So anyway... What we, right. got, what we got on the... Uh, Let's run it down. We're ready for the run What's the run down? Oh, okay. Yeah, Over to you, right. Kevin. What you got for us? Okay. You remember well, how to I, do I, that, Kevin? I've been tonight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, <I've> <laughs> do it, Kevin. All right. Rewind told me to sneak that in on. Oh, don't even try. Okay. okay. In focus. <laughs> uh, judge allows current DACA recipients to remain in program. Also, Treasury Watchdog to probe DeSantis' use of COVID relief money and Parkland School Shooter to get life in prison. Uh, my cocktail of the week also was popping with Papa Didi. I'm quite sure he got something for us. Our weird news, doctor removed 23 contact lenses from patient's eye. Also, Texas wow. Pete Hot Sauce makes food, makers of food. And man says dog bought porn and it worked. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, hate has a price tag. Living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap up. I got quite a bit tonight. The kiss and lift and the last word. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. You are listening to the original pajama party with Papa Didi, red wine, and myself, Kettle. You can listen to us on Deezer, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. So sit back and get your favorite cocktail and listen to your favorite pajama party crew wherever you get your podcast, because we are everywhere. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. 
and red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay. Ooh. What we got there, red wine? You want to start off with our... Well, uh, what had happened was, okay, let's go to In Focus. There is so much going on, you know. I, I, I just want to say a quick, uh, what's the word, disclaimer. There are so many things that happen in the course of a week, and we have to try to find something that we really want to just talk to you guys about. So, you know, these stories that we come up with, this is just, you know, a sampling of the things that have gone down during the week. During the week, yeah. So, anyway, all right, let's go and focus. Let's talk about DACA. If you're not familiar with DACA, DACA is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrival. So now I just learned something. I've always just called it DACA, and I didn't know what that stood for. But there's almost 600,000 immigrants that are enrolled in the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA, program. And if you're not familiar with that, DACA is basically the result of something that Obama put in place, President Obama, when he was trying to solve the issue of uh, immigrants that come to this country and then give birth to children that are, of course, if you're born in America, you are an American citizen, even though your parents may have come here, quote unquote, illegally. So that's what the whole DACA program is all about. Mm. So now you've got these children who they didn't ask to be here, and some of the kids that are part of DACA came here when they were very, very, very young, but their parents, you know, got on a boat, plane, walked, whatever, and ended up here. So is what it is. But anyway, so the DACA program, these 600,000 immigrants are going to be able to continue renewing their two-year protection. So apparently the way the program is set up, every two years they have to renew their protections to avoid being deported. Um, and these are people that have work permits, you know, while they're working and all. And this is while there's a court case still in process over the whole DACA program, which is, you know, in the federal courts. So it, it's crazy because these these young people are constantly living like on the edge of, are we good? Are we not? Are they going to kick us out? Can we stay? And in the meantime, a lot of them have gone all the way through college, gotten degrees, or or are in the process of going through college or have jobs. You know, they're living their lives. And for you to be at a point where you're living your life and then all of a sudden you're still in fear of getting that knock on the door where ICE shows up and says, you got to go. You know, nobody wants to live like that. So this ruling that came down on Friday from U.S. District uh, Judge Andrew Hainan, uh, who's in the Southern District of Texas, he ruled that DACA is unlawful. And again, keep in mind, DACA was put in place by former President Barack Obama. This is something that the Republicans have been trying to get rid of since it went in motion. And, of course, when Trump came into office, he did everything he could to upend anything that Barack Obama had done. So, to me, this is just an extension of the same foolishness. But, you know, they're still trying to overturn 
anything relating to DACA. So, and, and a lot of this is being handled by these Republican-led states. So Friday's ruling, which is today, was in response to um, a ruling a month ago from the Fifth, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which found that the Obama administration did not have legal authority to even create DACA back in 2012. 2012. This is 2022. So for 10 years, these Republicans have been trying to find a way to get rid of the whole DACA program. So, of course, anticipating a loss in court, the Biden administration back in August codified DACA into a regulatory law trying to protect DACA and rescinded the 2012 memo. So the the Biden administration, what they're saying is trying to codify it and put it into a place where it'll be better protected. But you still have these judges and some of these other Republicans and people from Republican-led states that are still trying to turn this thing upside down. I don't understand what the issue is. I'm like, the, we aren't talking about young people who are here just milking the system. These are people that are, like I said, they're either in school or they're working. They're not just draining the system. They're working. They're contributing to America, so to speak. So what is the daggone issue? Why are these people so adamant about trying to turn this all over and get rid of it? Because the end result would be they all would have to leave. To me, this is just as ignorant. Yeah, but this is just as ignorant as people who have white people, let me be clear, white people who have said things like, you black people need to go back to Africa. Africa. Well, we were born here. So you can't send me back to some place where I've never been been and that I know nothing about. So to send some of these young people back to the homeland of their parents, they ain't never been there. They were brought up and grown up here. So you can't just say, we're going to deport them all and send them back. They're not illegal immigrants. Not at all. So the whole situation is crazy. And then when you look at situations where some of these are young kids, you know, three, four, five, eight, nine, ten years old, Mm -hmm. what you going to do? Send their parents back to somewhere in South America and leave the kids, what, as orphans? Mm-hmm. It, it just makes no sense. That was as stupid as when Trump separated those families at the border. That was such an ignorant thing. And now the Biden administration is still working to try to reunite these kids with their families after all this time. So I'm just saying, like, this whole DACA thing, these Republicans need to really put on their big boy and big girl draws and get over it. If these kids were born here, they should just be naturalized citizens and be done with it. Period. With a T. That's all well, I'm saying. That's, that's, well, that's the law. If you're born here, you're American citizen. Doesn't get you know. Doesn't matter where you're from. If you were born here, that's why a lot of people from other countries come here and have their children. Exactly. So they will be officially, you know, Americans. But. Um, it's just some bureaucratic bullshit that these white folks have, have concocted up, and we don't have to stand for it. You know, they let them continue to go out there and protest. 
Because if not, they will put them on the boat and deport them. They'd be the first thing smoking. So, you know, these are going to continue the protest and the fight. That's the sad. I know. That's the sad part. It's just like us blacks. The same thing. Shit, they trying to get rid of our ass. But, you know, exactly. you're going to continue to fight, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and what other organizations out there. Hey, Black Panthers and people before the Black Panthers, you know, we just have to continue to fight. It's just sad, but that's, you know, we have to continue it, to fight ridiculous. the same country. Yeah. There's eight, there are, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, I'm finished. Oh, I was just going to say there are eight different states, and I don't have a list of which states, but there are eight different states that have filed separate lawsuits, soft, I can't even say it, filed separate lawsuits to challenge the constitutionality of DACA in the first place because it was an Obama, um, an Obama um, initiative. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so y'all keep challenging it, but what's the alternative? Right. You know, it's like you don't even have a plan B to say, all right, if mm-hmm. we get rid of it, then this is what we'll do. They just want to get rid mm-hmm. of stuff. Right. So they 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 don't ever have a plan. Just like your boy forty five never had a plan on nothing. <laughs> exactly. You just yeah. want to f oh. up stuff, but you don't have a plan for. What you going to do when the crap hits the fan and spreads all over the walls and the ceiling? You don't have a plan mm-hmm. for that. You just say, right. I don't care. Throw it in the fan. Throw it in the fan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I ain't going to get myself worked up. <laughs> I ain't going to do it. I'm going to move on. All right. What you got, Kettle? Well, if you guys got any more comments or questions about what we're talking about tonight, please hit us up tonight, Now and 4. 803-4306. And press one. And isn't it pathetic that this is Hispanic Heritage Month? We're supposed to wow. be celebrating our Hispanic brothers and sisters, and yet they pull this DACA stunt in the middle of Hispanic Heritage Month. Y'all are some mm-hmm. bastards for that. Ain't All okay. right, I'm done. You know. um, I got the next one here. This is some crazy shit with DeSantis. <laughs> Uh, Treasury watchdog to probe DeSantis' use of uh, the COVID relief money to fund migrants. Uh, so Treasury Department watchdog will probe whether Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis improperly used COVID-19 relief funding to pay for migrant flights. Um, in a letter obtained by ABC, the agency's inspector general office said it, w- it has audit uh, work, quote-unquote, planned based on DeSantis' recent transport of undocumented immigrants to Martha's Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. Remember that? He he did that a couple weeks ago. Um, The letter was sent in response to um, Massachusetts congressional uh, delegates' uh, request that Treasury look into DeSantis' compliance with um, parameters placed on funding used used from the um, COVID relief fund established by um, the CARES Act, um, also created under the American Rescue Plan Act. Uh, it goes on to say, we have already sought information from Florida about appropriate use of that fund. This is what um, uh, Del Mar Deputy Inspector General Treasury Department said in the letter. Um, and five Massachusetts um, Democrat House members. 
So the Florida state legislators earlier this year laid out in the state budget that $12 million in interest earned off COVID aid be used to pay for the transport unauthorized aliens from the state, not that the state directly used the federal COVID funds. So the DeSantis um, uh, administration maintains that the $12 million put forth for the migrant transportation was passed in June as part of the state's budget, yeah, okay, to facilitate the transport of the illegal immigrants from the state um, consistent with federal law. Um, okay, sounds like he's in some hot water. So he, he he's doing some stuff he ain't supposed to be doing. Using funds he's not supposed to be. <laughs> he just seems shady every time he he talks. Anything come out of his mouth, I don't even believe because he, he just I don't know. He just seems crooked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, he what? is crooked. Well, everybody be dipping and dabbing. You if you look back at that movie, oh, sure. uh, distinguished distinguished gentleman with Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. When he went, to, when he oh, went yeah, to DC that. to be a congressman, mm-hmm. right. the first line he said is, he, "When they were doing little, you know, crazy crimes and all that." Remember, uh, old girl, what's her name? Uh, my girl, Shirley uh, <laughs> Roth. Shirley Roth, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They were yeah, doing yeah. all kind of schemes. I'm Inga from Sweden and stuff like that. But then Eddie Murphy came in and said, "Man." We, we need to go somewhere where the streets are paved with gold. And the guy said, Las Vegas? He said, no, Washington, D.C. And they went into that whole politic thing. I mean, there's just so much money laying around. There's so many, mm-hmm. Once you manipulate people's mind when it comes to voting, you know, just like when they say fundraiser, fundraiser right. is just a it's, a, it's a ticket to a gold mine. And some of those politicians who, and, and I always tell people this here, in order to become anything in this world, I don't care if it's a, a congressperson, a senator, what have you, you just first got to just have a clean record, first of all. And all you need is votes to get in. You don't need any, you, you just need to win an election. That's why right. a lot of these people, mostly white folks, emphasize and try to stop mailboxes and everything. Because one thing that gets you in office is votes. And we saw that with, mm-hmm. with uh, Trump when he tried mm-hmm. to change up everything by saying, remember he called over to Georgia and said, look, I just need 14,500. I need to find me. I need to find me, me 14,000. 286. He was saying it to the letter of number. I'm like, damn, Trump, can you be a little more cordial on what you're saying? I mean, he was talking mm-hmm. like a damn idiot. It was crazy. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, voting is all you need to do to be to get it. Mm-hmm. Look at look at the girl from uh, Green, Marjorie Green. Oh my God, she's crazy as a damn bed bug. How the hell did she become a congressperson? She got voted in. Look at, <laughs> I don't know. But look, Marjorie I got a Green, question Marjorie now. Green, of course he's still But there. I have a question. Did you say mm-hmm. that the money that he was using was earmarked for COVID? COVID nineteen? That's what it sounds like. So um, he took I'm trying to make sure I understood it's, it's this. So. COVID nineteen relief funding to pay but it says to pay for migrant flights. It says oh, they're trying to figure out if he used the COVID funding for that or not. That's what they're trying to say for the flights that he sent the people to different states and stuff. Yeah, when he got rid of the people out. Yeah, but oh, and you, I believe he did. And because guess, how much mm-hmm. money did he really well, spend on COVID-19? Because you know so, he wasn't a, a mm-hmm. proponent 
of vaccination in the first place. So I don't think he was putting any dollars toward vaccination. Um, So he's going to take the money and say, look, let's get these people out of here. Well, like we said before, when they Mm -hmm. send these people to these different cities on buses, first of all, a bus is slower than a train, okay? And I know trains. And you're going to send these people all the way from Florida to D.C., from Texas to D.C. Man, that takes three, four days. Hell, it takes a day and a half to go to New Orleans on Amtrak. How long does it take to get from Texas to, you know what I mean? So somebody has got to put big money in that bus driver's pocket to feed these people, to house these people, because the bus driver got to sleep. He can't drive for three days. You know, talk to Alexa and ask Alexa on your little Alexa app. How long does it take for a Siri. bus? Or Siri. How long does it take for a bus to go from Texas to Washington, D.C.? Or Martha's Vineyard. Remember, they sent a bunch Vineyard. of They'll them up to Massachusetts. Alexa will say, four days in five hours. <laughs> okay. Well, well, so, well, well in, in this particular auto, they said they used airlines. They contracted, they hired, uh, Florida hired um, to contract with airlines to fly the charter group. flight. Yeah, yeah, right. well, you know, so, so they you got never know. The first, you the never first, know. You never know. The first you time they know. gave him $615,000, then the second one was nine hundred fifty thousand dollars You never know. You never know. You never know. From the beginning, right. you know, that with your own they had, money. They had $12 million. They had $12 million. Oh, so, man, forget about how much, it. Yeah, how much well, was you know. used, like the uh, red one said, for the COVID relief? I don't know. That's why well, he was probably uh, opposing, um, you know, the vaccination and everything, because he already knew what he was going to use the money for. That's true. <laughs> exactly. You're right. You're right. Hindsight is twenty twenty. You're exactly right. He there with so, a bucket of money and said, hey, I'm going to use it like this. Charter yeah. these buses, planes, trains, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's uh, here. All right, let's move on to our next story, if you don't mind. You want to move on? Okay. Mm-hmm. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the Parkland School uh, shooter uh, got life in prison, and a lot of people didn't take that well because that was a very horrendous situation. Uh, this was a Parkland School shooting, which was uh, this gentleman's nameable person, we won't call him a gentleman. He's far from being a gentleman. He was a child, as a matter of fact, when it happened. His name was Nicholas Cruz. He murdered 17 people at the Parkland High School in a mass shooting that uh, shocked the nation. will spend the rest of his life in prison after the jury Thursday rejected the death penalty and gave him life in prison without the option of parole. Now, what is what do they care about? You know, we ain't going to get parole no way. Anyway, the decision stunned the angry relatives of the 14 students and three educators who were shot to death during it. It happened on Valentine's Day 2018, okay? okay. Uh, the uh, rampant at the majority of Stoneman Douglas High, the uh, deadliest school shooting in Florida's history. They sat in disbelief inside the courtroom as a Broderick County court read the lengthy verdict from the, for after nearly an hour, uh, count by count, the judge read the jury's decision that the detail of the Cruz's troubled life were enough to spare him execution from the state of Florida. Now, mind you, 
a lot of parents were saying, well, we have the death penalty in place. Why are we sparing this man's life, you know? Exactly. And for one, the other aspect of it is how did he survive this tragedy from the beginning? Once you spotted him doing this, why wasn't he shot on sight? Hmm. How do people that kill that many people get taken into custody when our black men are being shot just by pulling over on a traffic situation? And that's been disputed time and time again. We never walk away and we never get locked up. We end up getting shot right there at the incident. It's, it's, it, the numbers is, is in an abundancy of how many young black brothers or middle-aged black brothers or older brothers that have been shot during traffic situations and everything else. And these people, even a gentleman over in um, South Carolina that killed those nine people in the church. Oh, yeah, yeah. He went away scot-free scot when driving. They pulled him over, took him to Burger King, got him a Whopper or whatever. So the whole situation with this situation here is that the people in raid saying that we have the death penalty in Florida and nobody's using it, you know, and, and it's just, it's, it's, it's an atrocity. I mean, I know that people have their thoughts and their feelings and things of this nature, but if you take the job of being a juror, you have to understand that eventually you may have to have, make a decision that goes against some of your beliefs. And you have to look at the scenario was being presented in front of you. As opposed to you saying, well, I don't believe in that. I don't. Well, then you were the wrong person to be selected for the jury. And when we say put them to death, that's not a situation where you're being so cold-blooded and vicious. Because we all have hearts, you know. But this person was just woke up one morning and said, I'm just going to go and spray the joint. So you need to know what it feels like to be sprayed yourself with an injection as opposed to a bullet. And, you know, just like Timothy McVeigh or the gentleman that did a DC, the sniper shooter, you know, those are two people they got rid of with the quickness. They sure did. Timothy McVeigh, he, he was the one that bombed the uh, the government building in um, Oklahoma City. And, man, that, that boy got executed with the quickness. Man, he, and then, you know, my, the, the brother Muhammad, um, who did the, the sniper DC shooting, sniper, the DC yeah. sniper. They they eradicated him as well. They shot him up and yada yada yada. But this situation here just had people saying, "Wow, we we set up here and had a trial for this. Why 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 do we have a trial when we sat up here and watched this guy shoot?" And I'm not talking on a Mormon level. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying we had a whole trial situation. Found him guilty. Verified the fact that he killed 17 people. And we're gonna say you can go to jail without a chance of parole. It's just it's on the fence big time. It's very. But why were they concerned or considering a factor, being that allegedly his mother was drinking and drugging when she was pregnant with him, and his attorneys were saying that this could have had an impact on his mental, whatever, his mental situation or something, which could have defined why he is like he is. But even to that, I'm saying, you know what? A lot of people grow up in a bad situation with parents that are jacked up. But, but do they go out and commit mass murders? So I'm just saying to me, I wouldn't have gone for that. Mm. As the as a juror, I would not have. 
I would to I would have set that aside to say, okay, so what? His mother was doing whatever while he was still in the womb. That's not to me. That's not the issue, unless you can show me a history of from the time he began walking and talking that he was doing crazy stuff, that he's been imbalanced like all his life. If you can't prove that to me, mm. then don't give me that bull crap to say, oh, well, you know, he went and killed all these people, but it was because what his mother did well, you know, 18, 20, 19 years ago. All, I don't want to hear it. In our own families, our own black families, we, when the crack epidemic came along, it affected all our families in one way or another, either internally or externally or what have you. And we have brothers and sisters that went, did they thing and there went, you go. Went a, ran amok. How many but they crack sure didn't babies grab a, are out here killing people? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. Exactly. Is that we all had cousins, brothers, sisters that were on crack, but they didn't grab no gun and go to an elementary school. And kill and seventeen people. So uh, you can't. You I'm know. not. I'm not. I'm not a believer. I yeah, think that so. jury was soft. They yeah, were they were very soft. And yeah. I, I mean, normally I am not a proponent of the death penalty because, on the one hand, I feel like what does it prove? Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. But in this case, I do feel like you know what. Now our taxpayer dollars or taxpayer dollars in that state, and where was that, Florida, right? Mm-hmm. In Florida, taxpayer dollars are now going to keep this guy living, breathing, and, and whatever in in Florida jail. Yeah. For what? He's never going to get out. And I'm not saying that, you know, lives are not worth something, but th- he made a choice to do that. You should be able to pay the penalty. Like that show Beretta that used to be on back in the day, they had a theme song that said, don't do the crime if you can do the time. So if you go take lives, be prepared to give yours up in exchange. And now he's just been given a ticket to Mm -hmm. just say, oh, well, I'll just be in jail. So is he going to be in some type of isolated situation? or I don't know. What would it be? What's going to be his situation as far as the general population is concerned? One of those Parkland parents said, "I look forward to the day that I hear he was killed in jail." That's what the woman said. You know, one of her children was killed by him. Yeah, well, that's what happened to your boy. Uh, what's that boy's name of eating people? Oh, Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's crazy. Ooh. Yep. It's a lot. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess God got a plan for him. He'll take care of him. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, I could really right. use a drink right about now. So, are oh, we going, going to the cocktail of the week? Can we? Can't we? Oh. Yeah, we can. We can. After all that, yeah, we we gonna need something, something to sip on. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Papa Didi's trying to. What are you pointing to? What are you saying? Um. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll, we'll do that. Okay. You wanna take a we break? We're gonna go to the. 
Yeah, we'll take a break and we'll get back with this. Oh, okay. So not the cocktail. All yeah. right. We're going to take a break. And we'll come back with the cocktail. All right. All right. All right. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back right back after that. Uh, it's the Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. How you doing? I'm Papa Didi, one of the hosts of the Pajama Party. And I'm here to uh, introduce you to two of the segments I have on the Pajama Party. One is called What's Poppin' with Papa Didi, and the other one's called Living for the City. What's Poppin' is maybe a topic that really popped at me that week about something really going on that's serious. And on Living for the City, I talk about stuff that has to do with the inner city, the suburban life, and life as we know it as far as the hood is concerned and everything thereof. Because as Moore said, the whole world is a ghetto. So we'll talk about all that. So join me, Papa Didi, every Friday for my two segments of What's Poppin' and Living for the City. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, I was getting into the world as a ghetto. Hey, I was. Oh, I know I was too. <laughs> I was jamming off that thing. Who was that? Yeah. That's war. Yeah. Yep. Yes, if y'all don't know anything about music by war, you need to check them mm-hmm. out. I know that's right. Everybody, everybody's beginning to realize that you know, especially with the recent shooting in Raleigh, North Carolina. Everybody's realizing that the world is the ghetto because every neighborhood could be turned into something crazy. Man, the world is crazy. For sure. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. thinking you live in somewhere special because yeah. you're not. All right. All right. We're get anyway, into this here we go. Oh, okay, go the week, 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 week. All right. This cocktail is named after the character on Ocean Eleven. It's called the Danny Ocean Cocktail. It's balanced and refreshing with all the highlights of a great tequila cocktail. The Resverado tequilas, weight holds the citrus and sweetness close, making for a tight combination of grapefruit, that's your your juice right there, Father, cherry and agave. All right, so we got one and a half ounces of Resverado tequila, my favorite. Uh, a fourth an uh, ounce of um, maraschino uh, liqueur. Three fourth ounces of freshly squeezed lemon juice. Uh, Three fourth ounces of freshly squeezed pink grapefruit juice. And a half an ounce of uh, agave nectar. Um, so we're going to gather all those ingredients. Pour the ingredients into a cocktail shaker with ice, of course. Shake it very well and strain into an old-fashioned glass filled with ice. Serve and enjoy. And that is called the Danny Ocean Cocktail. You said Danny? Yep. Named after the character in Ocean Eleven. D-A-N-N-Y? Yeah, that was George Clooney's character. Oh, okay, got it. The Danny Ocean Cocktail. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. We'll make sure to uh, get that one up on our website at apajamaparty.com where you can see that and other cocktail recipes from prior shows. You know, check them out. Give you the recipe and all the info you need so you can try these things out for yourself. All right. Gonna keep it moving, Papa Didi. 
Yes, poppin'? yes, yes. Um, what are you? What's popping? What's popping? Um, you know, I, I just want to uh, finish up with this restaurant with it, put the dead body in there, and uh, just get a little more details with that. Uh, like I said, we're not going to mention anything on that. But uh, this was in Maryland, a restaurant that remained open while a dead body was left inside the uh, woman's bathroom for hours. Okay. The police said that they received a call around 6.30 in the p.m. on Wednesday for a woman unconscious inside this uh, restaurant in Maryland, okay? Medics responded to the scene, okay, and uh, they they declared the person deceased, most likely died of a heart attack. So apparently they're saying the person was dead at the, at the scene. Mm-hmm. So that must have been very uh, cut and dry. Usually you got to take it to the hospital. I, my question is, why wasn't, like I said, this is a Q&A situation right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, usually you have to go, you know, when you looked at mo- a lot of Rampart situations on, on TV, emergency, whatever, 911, whatever you watch as far as police stories are concerned, even though they, the, the person is in a state of mind, they can't revive them, they still take them to the hospital where the doctor declares them dead. But in this particular situation, the person was declared dead at the restaurant. Apparently, you know, allegedly, let's say. Okay? okay. Now, according to police report, the woman's bathroom was closed off to customers. However, the men's bathroom remained open for everyone to use. Now, what do you think of that? That's another interesting situation. It's like, wow, the men are pissing, the women got to sit down, where the other provisions set in place. Because, you know, as we know, men and women do two different things in the bathroom. You know, we stand at a stall and just piss at the wall. You know what I mean? Ladies usually sit down. I don't know what they do when they close the stall door. Maybe some straddle experts or whatever. It's you know. a mystery. Yeah, it's a mystery, yeah. <laughs> I've seen some ladies do some compromising unladylike shit on top of that toilet. Which will remain nameless. Anyway, uh, where was I? Uh, bing, bang, boom. Uh, now, they said the place was full, okay? The tables were still being seated while 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 the lady laid lifeless in the bathroom, okay? Now, they, they reported to, to, to Fox 5 that they, was, they were trying to protect the family's privacy, trying to figure out how you was doing that. But, you know, all right, that they, uh, the person also said that that's not near, nothing they're accustomed to do at the moment. We thought that we were doing the right thing, and we realized that uh, maybe we were wrong, Okay. Yep. A person allegedly said that we thought we was doing the right thing, but maybe we were wrong by leaving the restaurant open. You know what I mean? Follow your mind, follow your heart. You know what I mean? Who said that? The owner? Uh, no, no. Apparently, somebody was a representation because we're not even down to where the owner is, and we're not even like I said, we're not mentioning this restaurant at all for their respect and their their situation. But this is a reported story on the news, so we're reporting it. So, um. They said if, if 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 they feel that they were disrespecting anyway that they they were not trying to do that, but it seemed like this place was more concerned about their bottom line. It seemed like some places make a certain amount of money every day. You know what I mean? They make their five thousand five hundred dollars, and if the manager wants to be rewarded for bringing in his regular five grand on a Wednesday, was it Wednesday night or what have you, you know. It, was he trying to maintain his regular revenue for that evening or, you know, it's just, it's, like I said, one offense with it. But in a nutshell, and we'll close off on this and put it to the side, 
we all had our opinions at the beginning of the show on what we would do, whether we close at the restaurant or what have you the case may be. But you know what? The one thing we have to think and know for a minute is that, you know, when somebody dies, man, we really, we have to shut it down for a minute. We have to say, you know what? There's a deceased person up in here, and that rum and coke really don't mean shit. You know, that, that good pina colada really don't mean shit. You know, that, that uh, you know, brown liquor on the rocks, it just don't taste the same with all the rumor. And then the people in there, were y'all just being nosy or were y'all just, you know, is this what y'all do as young people? Or does the millennium crowd, just does nothing bother them? Are they lifeless? Are they ruthlessly, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about people, but have, have a, as a certain generation of our people, begun to have no feelings when it comes to anything because now you know when they see people fighting what do young people do they record it they pull out mm-hmm. their camera and they record it yeah, they do. i'm like mm-hmm. damn they don't call the police they don't do they start recording it so all i'm saying in a nutshell is that whatever that place did that night i personally say shame on you you didn't have to close it all bodaciously crazy but you should at least shut down the, the, the restaurant while you got the person out of there and did something respectful as opposed to letting a dead body be in the bathroom while you still kept the restaurant open. That was crazy. Anyway, we'll move on. Okay. Um, uh, gonna, how, how's our time? Something I wanted to focus on, on um, what's popping. Okay. I wanted to, uh, where's my notes at? I usually have me a pretty secretary here, but she took the night off. <laughs> uh, you sure? I, what I want to focus on tonight, just for a minute, is when it comes to slavery. Let's talk about slavery for a minute. Oof. You know, a lot of people don't really realize what slavery is all about. I saw a movie that was out years ago the other night, and I was looking at it, and it made me think about the aspect of slavery itself. You know, the one title you want to put on slavery is, is can you imagine, okay? Can you imagine what people put people through when it comes to their slaves? Because if you look at the Civil War, the Civil War was built on the North and the South, okay? The North was who they called the Yankees. They wore the blue uniforms, and they were from the North, and they had the slaves fighting with them. And the South were, you know, the Confederates, and they wore the gray uniforms. And this was right here in America. This was North Carolina up against, as far as up against Virginia, and they were fighting everything from Maryland up above. You know what I mean? So just go to show you how the world is divided today with different things where anybody up north, you know, just like when Harriet Tubman was freeing the slaves, they went north because the south was just off the chain. But let's get back to can you imagine? Can you imagine for a minute what slaves were doing? Now, if you have any level of grass, on your property. Usually you have a front yard, a backyard, and you call a landscaper to cut your grass. Now, if you own the plantation, you got about 10, 15 acres. Okay, now there wasn't no lawnmowers back then. Okay? So slaves and goats and whatever it took to keep the grass in perspective, to pull up the old corn. You know when corn dies, it just turns into a brown stalk. And you got to cut it down and start over. Clean out the outhouses and things of this nature. 
All right. I mean, this landscaping alone, not to mention cooking for people, cleaning for people. Like I said, cleaning out outhouses because there were no bathrooms. In the middle 1800s, there was no bathrooms. Not to mention sleeping with the slaves, running up in the slaves, getting the slaves pregnant. You know, I mean, the whole situation. And this is the reason why the, the in my opinion, where it's become such a, when it comes to white women, it's become such a, a bustier with white women. Okay, because, see, when black Africans came over, see, black women have been hippity their whole lives, okay, from Africa, okay? Small waist, you know, big booty and all that jazz. That's been something in effect for years. So white women, white wives of slave owners seeing this booty thing, they had to counter that by focusing on their titties, so to speak, or their chest, let's say. So if you notice, that's still the same today. Sisters have the the, the hips and the, the waist aspect of the hips blending with the waist and all that jazz. But white women still focus on the titties with the implants. And they're always focusing on their, their bustier, on their chest. And that goes all the way back to slavery. It goes all the way back because they knew that black women had a better waistline, a midsection, and a bosteria bute, so to speak. So white women focus on the chest. If you look at it today, it has not changed in 200 years. It's crazy. Like I said, it's my theory, but, you know, play with it a little bit. Anyway, like I said, I just want to end it with this here. Can you imagine the landscaping alone that white folks had, that black folks had to take care of on those acres? We always say it was in the field picking cotton. But around any plant that's growing, weeds are growing. They weren't just picking cotton. They were growing tomatoes, okra, greens, watermelons, carrots. Whatever came out the ground, they was planting. They had, they would do, hell, not to mention living conditions. So when anybody says anything new about slavery, don't take that shit lightly. That shit was hell. And our forefathers and foremothers did it, did it dealt with it, not to mention getting raped and the men getting whipped over their backs when they said anything about their wives being raped. It was crazy shit. So take it for take it serious. When anybody talks about it, it's like the Jews talk about the Holocaust. Stay strong with the slavery aspect, because that shit was not pretty. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay, now. Gotta keep that stuff in perspective. Okay. All right. Well, it's time to lighten it up. Lighten it up. Because that was some heavy stuff. <laughs> Probably For hit sure. us with the slavery move like imagine. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. You got me imagining, like, would I have survived? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. They don't make motherfuckers like they used to. Yeah. As people have often said, I'd have been a dead slave. Because mm-hmm. I'd have been like, oh, no. That's right. No. Yeah, I'd been, they would have killed me. No. No. I'd have been like, I ain't fitting no. to take all this. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. I don't want to fuck the white wife. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. All right. We're going to lighten it up. Lighten it up. I got some weird news for you. Let's start with this one. Doctor removed 23 contact lenses from a patient's eye. Now, how crazy is that? When Dr. Katerina Kurtiva, Kurtiva 
Got a patient who said she felt like she had something in her eye and couldn't get it out. This ophthalmologist set about identifying the source of this woman's pain. What she found was 23 individual contact lenses all packed behind this woman's eye. And, of course, you know, you should be warned, if you look at the video online, it is not for the faint of heart. It's some nasty-looking stuff. Uh, posting the footage to Instagram on her account at California Eye Associates, Dr. Curtiva showed everyone exactly why people always tell you it's a bad idea to sleep in your contact lenses. So for those of you that wear contact lenses, please don't sleep in them. The video was captioned, don't sleep in your contact lenses, and told viewers that the patient kept forgetting to remove her lenses before going to sleep, and then she kept putting in new ones. And I'm like, how in the world do you go to sleep with a contact lens in your eyes, and then you wake up in the morning and you know you can't see, so you just go get another set and put them in your eyes. Don't you think about, well, where did the one I went to sleep with, where did it go? But this woman just kept putting them in. So uh, the woman, uh, the doctor later explained that she was astonished to discover how how so many managed to build up in the first place. Speaking to Insider, uh, which is a magazine, Dr. Curtiva explained how she managed to identify the problem and how all those lost contact lenses just kept coming out of this woman's eyes. This is crazy. She kept trying to like, okay, well, you got a contact lens stuck in your eye. Let me get it out. And she would take it out, and then she would look and go, wait a minute, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. Like, uh, what's that rapper that says, and another one? What's his name? DJ Khaled. Yeah, DJ Khaled. She had a DJ Khaled situation, and another one, and another one. She had 23 contact lenses stuck back up in her eyeball. That's a crazy thing. I don't see anything. Because she kept putting new ones in. (laughs) Even though it was hurting, she kept putting in a new one. But that's my weird news. I'm going to keep it moving. What you got, Kevin? I can't say enough. Um, Takes me down to my North Kakalaki roots. A Texas Pete hot sauce maker sued over fame product being from North Carolina. Come on, y'all. Y'all, y'all can't be giving our bogus uh, uh, hot sauce. Uh, Texas Pete hot sauce isn't as Texas as uh, one L.A. man thought. Um, what's his name? Phil White filed a lawsuit in September uh, in California Central District Court against the hot sauces producers, North Carolina-based, T.W. Garner Food Company alleged false advertising after he believed the brand was a Texas product. Wow. Um, White bought Ah. a bottle of the hot sauce, which has a a label featuring a white star, like, you know, the Texas flag, and an all-red cartoon cowboy, and um, relied upon the language and images on the front label before his purchase. Uh, the lawsuit alleges the man believed the label's look made it appear to be distinctly Texan. However, the hot sauce originated at a, a Winston-Salem barbecue restaurant in 1929. Um, wow. 
reported that the lawsuit wants the hot sauce brand, which has until November 10th to respond to the complaint, to change its name and brand and to pay up. There is surprisingly nothing Texas about them. Um, Texas Pete Hot Sauce, a condiment introduced by Sam Garner, is not directly tied to the Lone Star State, but rather a result of Garner and his sons attempting to concoct a name for their sauce at their barbecue restaurant. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to win or not, but, I mean, you know, what's, what's Texas barbecue sauce in, in North Carolina, because North Carolina has distinctive vinegar taste uh, and, yeah. and spices. So. Why why okay. even call it Texas Pete if it was in North Carolina? How about Carolina Pete? That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, All was, right. you're right. Yeah. Unless the, that name was already Texas. <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah, that's that could be. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh Papa Didi, what's your word in this for tonight? No, this is crazy. Man said that his dog his dog his dog brought brought porn and it works. Mm. Anyway, this guy's name is Thomas Barnes said his dog, uh, Marino, he jumped on the bed, stepped on a remote with his paws and that's why the Hustler channel just happened to be purchased on his account. <laughs> so he'd been watching his Hustler channel for a few months and he didn't want to pay it because of it. And then he went to complain to the uh, DirecTV saying, I didn't get that. My dog ordered that. Mm. So he battled with them for a while. It was uh, $70 a month for this that accumulated what? to a couple months. And he finally called the FCC, which is the, uh, you know, the powers, the powers that be, over all these cable companies, FCC, and yeah. they they decided to uh, reimburse him for uh, anything he had to pay on that situation. And it was just crazy how this, this man blamed the Hustler Channel on that. You know, it's almost like when kids say the dog ate their homework, uh, ad- adults say that my dog ordered porno on my TV. Damn. Mm. Okay. And he got away with that? He got away with it for a while. And, yeah, because FCC and, the, you know. That, I question the FCC. If they went <laughs> like, sometimes they don't want to. How you going off? I'm going to put the FCC on just the like kitchen when list. You, let me tell you something. I tell people, just to give people knowledge of the world, what would like when it comes to utility bills, gas and electric. If you have a problem with your gas and electric bill and you don't want to pay it or there's a controversy in electric bill, they're not working with you, you can call what's called a utility commission. The utility right. commission oversees the gas and the electric companies. And if they if they agree with what your issue is, they'll call that gas or electric company, no matter who it is, wherever it is in the world, and tell them, all right, get rid of that $400 because they have an alibi on why yada, yada, yada. I've done it in my life, yeah. believe me. I understand, anyway. but I'm just saying, I can't believe the FCC went for that. Well, I'm, put, he, I'm putting he threw an alibi out I, there. I'm just saying, be on notice. Maybe I'm putting the FCC somebody. on the kiss it list for being a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to keep it keep it moving. All right. And I'm, I'm ready for, I'm just saying, can I go? Can, can I go? You want to go now? You want? To... Oh, what you want to do? You want to take a break? Let's take a small pause. Cattle, you want to take a break? What are we doing? Yeah, let's take, take a little seat.
All, All right. right, we'll do that, and then we're coming back on the other side of the break. With I'm just saying, because I'm raring to go. It's the Pajama Party Show. You know. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier, or is it Misery Loves Company, or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. When you host Papa Didi, I'm here with Kevin. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, uh, we're going to go in with uh, Red Wine with her thing called uh, I'm Just Saying. Okay, let me do this. What do you think? Okay, tonight I'm just saying mm-hmm. hate, 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 hate. Hate has a price tag. Okay, I'm going to talk about Alex Jones. Radio personality right-wing big mouth Alec Jones was hit with a billion-dollar verdict to pay the families of the Sandy Hook massacre. Now, that actually happened in when? 2012? Mm, I think Sandy Hook. I I have to check the date. I think it was 2012. Uh, Somebody can look that up. We're talking about the Parkland School, and then you got the Sandy Hook. Yeah, Sandy Hook, I believe it was in 2012. Yeah. But... Alex Jones, now this is the guy who has been spreading all kind of hate and misinformation on his show that I'm not going to mention the name of the show because I ain't trying to promote it. He's been doing this for years. And so what that he finally apologized after he got beat down in the court? He apologized to the families of the Sandy Hook massacre, you know, realizing that he caused them pain and distress by constantly saying on his show that the Sandy Hook massacre was a hoax, that it never happened, that nobody was killed. He had claimed on air that it was all staged, that all the images that you saw on the news, it was all staged. I'm just saying hate has a price tag. And now we've got a judge who says that Alex Jones owes all these families almost a billion dollars. It was in the upper 900,000s that the judge says Alex needs to pay these families. But Alex Jones isn't worried about it because he has no intention of paying all this money. He, You would think that he had learned his lesson and would shut the show down, but he's still on the air using his show to raise money. What is he doing with all this money? He's trying to come up with some money that I guess he's going to use for part of this settlement, but he's still got people 
listening to his show that are weak-minded and still listen to all of the bullcrap that he espouses on the, on the air. Now, Jones learned early in the game when it wasn't even internet radio. It was, uh, I forgot, like shortwave or something else that he was doing. And then it became internet radio he was doing. He learned early on how to monetize hate speech and conspiracy theories. And he's clearly not an amateur because the man knows what he's doing. He's a professional hate monger. The word on the street is that he's been hiding his wealth to try to avoid having to pay the Sandy Hook families the majority of the of the money that the court said he needs to pay, which is close to a billion, with a B, billion dollars. I'm just saying the fact that he even has money like that to hide just says right there that there's a problem. This man has been espousing a bunch of misinformation and hate for years, and he's getting paid to do it. Somebody is willing to put money into this kind of stupidity. That's a problem. And that's that's all I'm saying. There's a problem. Hate has a price tag. Now, this man's show had regular sponsors that were paying him big money to hear all that garbage that he was talking about COVID-19 vaccines, about the Sandy Hook massacre, Trump's big lie about the 2020 election being stolen, and, and who knows what else crap he was talking. National Public Radio reported earlier that Sandy Hook lawsuit back in August uh, about that saying that the evidence was revealed in court showing that Jones had raked in as much as $800,000 a day from these sponsors just in ad revenue. That just shows that there's not just individual people, but companies that are willing to pay to keep the hate and the confusion and the misinformation going. I'm just saying hate has a price tag. But I will say this. If this country, the United States of America, does not learn how to get along with each other and squash the misguided hate, we don't have to wait long for our own destruction to happen. All these teenage killers are going to do it for us. There's an army. If you didn't know, there's an army of new young haters on the rise I don't know if they're recruiting or what they're doing, but they are growing in numbers, and they're killing people without regard for anything. They're being fueled simply by hate. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, hate has a price tag, and America cannot afford it anymore. We need to get a grip. We can't afford the price of hate in this country anymore. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I think you had a good point about there's a new generation of that. It seems that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at the the, the situation in, um, what is that, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It was a 15-year-old child who just killed five people in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. The age of these mm. mass shooters 
is getting younger and younger. And they all have stuff on their social media talking about whatever it is they're trying to do. There's some craziness going on. And all I'm saying is the age limit is dropping. It's a whole new crop of haters coming up, and they're armed. Mm. Okay? They're armed big time. I I, I, I say it's, 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 it's society and it's the parents. First of all, it's nothing for these kids to do, it seems like. Um, they just need more, you know, it seems like more programs or something, or they need to be geared to those programs, or, uh, um, pushed to those programs because they need some help. I mean, if they're just out here just shooting because, okay, this one got on my nerves, you know, or I'm being bullied, but then also, too, I fought the, um, the video games. Those video games with those guns and stuff, I just think they just need to be banned, period, because their realization of uh, real situation, um, the average teenager can't handle. First of all, you don't have any life skills. You don't have any communication skills. And you take it upon yourself to take a gun and solve whatever issue is bothering you. And that's not, that's that's not right. the answer. No, no not at all. The, no. That's how I feel what's going on. It's, just, it's crazy, you know. I don't know. All right. Well, we're going to keep it moving and go back to Papa Didi, living for the city. What's happening in the city, Papa Didi? Well, I really can't veer too far away from what you guys are saying. You know, you know, Kenneth, what you were saying as far as uh, programs and things like that, but a lot of things we got to realize is that when we look at the different cultures of people and these these young young adolescent white boys, you know, they're growing up on their whole other city. They're growing up in the suburbs, you know, and their parents gave them a gun for their birthday at 16 years old, you know. And that's something in our black neighborhoods that we ain't really doing too often, not at all in most cases. And, you know, they, they, they fall into that gap where the parents have been teaching them hate their whole life. And sometimes when you teach people hate too long, they get out of hand or they take it more serious than you ever intended it to be taken serious. Mm-hmm. And they get out of control. And you say, damn, what have I created? In most cases, too, with this kid here that just got that sentence where he got life in prison without a chance of parole, and they said his mother was an alcoholic. Well, then where's mom? Why the fuck mom ain't in court? Because the mom was fucked up. Where is she? She should be sitting next to his ass. If he's only 16, he had 16 years to, to, to mess up, and he's still a minor. So why isn't the mother or the father or whoever was the guardians at the time what is their responsibility? You got the kid sitting in court by himself blaming on his mom. Mm. I don't understand that. Shouldn't mom be at the table with his ass? Hell, she just he just came out of her papoose sixteen years ago. So when the she fuck when the women No, I'm not talking about embarrassed. I'm saying she need to be apprehended as well. Fuck embarrassment, oh, yeah. bitch, you guilty. You guilty. You you raised this guy. You gave him the peas and the corn and the chicken 
and the pork chops and all that. You fed his ass. You bred his ass. Mm-hmm. You brought his sweaters mm-hmm. and his sneakers and all the shit that he does and wear and all that jazz. So what went wrong in that crib? And nobody wants to do They want to grab the child. Oh, well, the mother did this. Well, where's mom? Since you're blaming mm-hmm. his whole situation on mom, where is mom? She ain't even in the mm-hmm. fucking courtroom. And that's what's scary because now they want to get away with it, bring him out, and, and, and then the, the parents get away with murder. And now the parents and hit 50, 60 years old, and they old as hell and stupid as hell and poor white trash as hell, and they live up in a trailer park and don't give a fuck about nothing. When they spend their mm-hmm. last youthful years in their 30s, turn their child into a time bomb. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. It's crazy. You know, and we look up and we say, and then we'll get you to the situation in North Carolina. There was two or three black people that got killed with them five people. But they don't ever mention the racial mix on what was killed. They just say people were killed. They don't say the racial demographic. Oh, he was a young white boy. Okay, what did he kill? Did he kill black people? What was he taught to kill? Because he killed the one black woman, her friend, another female, and the dog. They shot the woman's, he shot the woman's dog also, if you get deep into that Raleigh situation. So nobody talks, the media gives you what they want to give you because they don't want to see the world freak out. They'll never say, oh, he shot six black people. They'll never say a white guy killed six black people. They don't say that unless it's obvious like the church in South Carolina. Other than that, they're not going to speak on it if it's not, you know, you know, common news. But it's just deep, man. It's, we, we are really... Uh, I don't know where we're headed, but I just think everybody need to pay attention to the world. A hell in a hand, the world, the world is really deep today. And if you think that mm-hmm. you're going to like not not see what's happening, not watch a little bit of news every now and then, see what's going on, shit, I got news for you. They're going to be shooting right outside your front door. You're not going to know it. Because mm. every neighborhood ain't safe today. Anyway, I'm going to leave he didn't drop the bomb. All right, yeah. we're going to shift gears and go out to the West Coast. And let's talk about what's happening in the entertainment industry in Hollywood with cattle. Damn, you switched quick. <laughs> I know. That's a crazy segue, but let's do it. Okay. I'm up for it. <laughs> Okay. Right, um, let me get some intro. Mm-hmm. Papa Didi, you're going to do, uh, you know what, Papa Didi just walked out of the studio, so I'm going to no, take, I'm here. I'm here. oh, I'm going to take over and do your job. Oh, shoot, come on. Oh, shoot, he just came back. I was getting ready to do it. All right. You need a theme song? Yeah, come on, Papa yeah. Didi. He rushed me into it, so come on. Yeah. Hollywood. Take away, uh, get them. What we got going on? Oh, all right. In Hollywood. Uh, Hey, we got a lot going on. Uh, This is, um, we're talking about new era. This is a new era of house party. It's upon us us with a new set of faces. Um, Jacob Lattimore and Tossin Cole. Um, they they are aspiring um, club promoters struggling to make ends meet. Now, this is a new house party. Um, and one of the um, the guys, Kevin, he needs um, money for his 
child's uh, school fee. He needs $10,000. So they are house cleaners. They clean people's houses. So apparently they clean um, LeBron James's house, and he needs some money, so they decide to have a party. Um, so, like I said, this is a new generation of um, house party. It's going to be coming out January 13, 2023. And it's going to be um, cameo appearances by Lena Waite, um, Snoop Dogg, uh, of course, the original Kid in Play, and um, some others are going to okay. make some appearances on this particular uh, film. <laughs> I saw the trailer. It was pretty good. So, okay. Um, very, in- very entertaining. So uh, that should be interesting. Um, Shaq is in the news. He sells his Auntie Anne's pretzel franchise. I didn't know he had one. Um, he says black people don't like pretzels that much. <laughs> yep, basketball legend turned mogul. Shaquille O'Neal has earned respect for his business uh, cool. Oh, he's 50 years old. Former baller has made a mint on various investments. He's now letting one of his earlier enterprises go. So that's the Aunt Anne's Presto franchise. Wow. He has 17 of them. Um, wow. Yeah, didn't know. I mean, folks are really making uh, money in the background. Uh, the first person I heard by a franchise was um, Magic Johnson, and that was, um, wow, 20, 20-something years ago maybe? That was Starbucks. Mm-hmm. He bought one of the first yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. Okay. So, interesting. Um, also, Genuine is in the news. Genuine, he lost consciousness while rehearsing a magic trick with Chris Angel. Um, I haven't seen him in a while. Um, he was working with the same magician, Chris Angel, and... Um, he said he um, passed out. He was he was submerged in a glass full of water. You know, he does those water tricks in, in, in the water and ice and stuff like that. So, genuine, he was a part of it, but um, he passed out. But uh, he said he's doing, he's doing much better now. So, uh, maybe he just didn't know how to breathe or whatever. I'm not sure what happened with that. But I don't know if genuine will go back in the water or not. I, after that incident, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would just leave it alone. Um, also, um, Coolio, um, the rapper, that um, last week, his son reveals um, what happened. They say, he said he had a heart attack. He also had some other health issues, but the um, main cause of death was um, he had a heart attack. So um, if he was still drugging or not, they really didn't mention that. Um, but they, you know, saying he had a heart attack, so. Um, probably people thought that he was probably in the bathroom drugging and doing some other stuff, but uh, that wasn't the case. So, give y'all look, give y'all something else to talk about. Um, and Bruno Mars, uh, he's um, in the news. I haven't heard about him lately. Um, he has won a multi. Grammy Award winner Bruno Mars has made history as the first artist to ever receive the five RAA Diamond Certified Single. Okay, there's different records. Um, that's all what I like when I was your man. Um, and um, three other uh, records from that also. Hmm. 
Congratulations to him. All right. No, no, Mars. Okay. Also, Whoopi Goldberg. Her movie comes out today, Till. She plays the grandmother of Emmett Till. Um, she was also a producer on this project as well. Um, they said after the screening, Whoopi Goldberg, who both produced and stars in the film, um, she said it's taken more than a decade to come to come to light. She spoke about the larger social issues that the film reflects and urged uh, audiences to connect what they see to what's happening now. Hey, just talking about those things. So, um, It's um, going to be worldwide on October 28th, but it did come out in selected theaters today. So you guys have to check it out. Also, the um, main actress in this film um, is Oscar Buzz already. They're talking about um, her, Oscar Buzz, the one that plays the mother. So kudos to her. Also, Bill Murray has Mm. quite a bit of horror stories piling up with different actors. Uh, Seth Green, he came out and and, uh, talked about um, Bill Murray. He said when he was nine, he he tried to drop him in the trash. They were on apparently um, either a movie or uh, something they were on together. And Seth uh, Green was nine years old, and Bill Murray treated him like that. Um, Other entertainers have come out talking about the star as well. He was just in, in, a, in a lawsuit. Um, he paid out $100,000. Um, somebody complained of, of sexual harassment. So I'm like, Bill, get it together. I don't know what's going on with him. But some other stars have come out and talked about um, some things that he's done. Um, let me see who else. Bill Murray, Gina Davis, Rob uh, Schneider. He was on a podcast talking about um, uh, Bill Murray, Rob Schneider. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe you'll get it together. Also, Ashley Judd, she's in the news. Um, she's playing herself in this Harvey Weinstein uh, movie. It's called She Said. Um, Ashley Judd says she didn't struggle with the decision to appear as herself in the upcoming film She Said. Um, which surrounds the New York Times investigation into Harvey Weinstein. Um, she received a standing ovation when she appeared alongside other Weinstein accusers after the world premiere of the movie, she said. This was at the New York Film Festival. Kudos to her. Yeah, She came out in uh, 2017 and was talking about the uh, incident with uh, Harvey Weinstein. So she was one of the main people that broke the... Um, broke the story on him. So, yeah. So, uh, that's my Hollywood wrap-up. That's all I got for you this time. All right. That was some good info. Okay. All right. Oh, uh, and so uh, one more thing. The um, American Music Awards, they're coming on November 20th. Um... They said Bad, Bad Bunny. I'm not familiar with him, but he, he's a, I guess he's a rapper. He has eight yeah, nominations. Uh, Beyonce, wow. Drake, and Taylor Swift. He has they have six. And Adele, Harvey, Harry Styles, and The Weeknd earn five. So those are the top people as far as um, uh, nominee. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, American Media Awards. 
nomination. Okay. And that comes out on Sunday, November the 20th. Yeah, Bad Bunny is a Latino artist. Okay. I'll do his thing. I ain't mad at him. How's everybody new breaking their shit? I like Bad Bunny. <laughs> he does some right. of those commercials with Snoop Dogg for whatever that beer, Corona, I think it is. But okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. We're down to yes, We're down to the kiss list, Papa Didi. Can you please Mm-mm. explain to everybody who may not be aware what is the world famous kiss it list? Kiss it list is anybody that showed their butt Heine over the last week and a half or so. And uh we have a list here compiled of um people in the news and did some whack stuff. Mm-hmm. We got on the list this week. We got spam callers. You know, yeah. we all. <laughs> I hate spam callers. Two, three times a day, you get something that says spam lightly. At least I do. Florida laws for denying the ability to get an abortion for two young victims of incest. That was crazy. Sheriff of Georgia for giving the mother of a potty trained three year old a citation when the kid had pee emergency in the parking lot. Did y'all hear about that one? No, we didn't. This kid was in the car with his mother, three years old, and said, Mommy, I got to pee. And Mommy said, Look, there's nowhere for me to stop right now. And he said, I got to pee right now. I can't wait. So she pulled into a gas station with the intention of going in, get the key, and get the, you know, go to the bathroom and all. By the time she mm-hmm. got to the gas station, her three-year-old told her, I'm going to pee in my pants. I can't wait. So she grabbed him out of his car seat while they were in the parking lot and pulled his pants down enough in the parking lot to let him go ahead and pee. And the sheriff happened to see it and gave her a citation and said he saw the, the what do you call it, the you know, the genitalia of this three-year-old mm, mm, mm. and that the child peed on the parking lot and gave the mother a citation for it mm, that now mm, she mm. can either pay or fight in court. And I'm like, what kind of jerk-off would even go to that extent? When you see see with this walker. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, why are you even looking at this baby's penis yeah, exactly. To that degree, That's where you now go mm, write a mm, citation mm. for the mother, I'm, like I said, that's why that sheriff is on the kissing list. When he said, I've seen the baby's genital, I'm like, boy, hey. Yeah, you got issues. Now you're a fucking sex offender. Anyway. Yeah, you got issues. Herschel <laughs> Walker. Mm, mm, mm. Of course. Herschel Walker proclaiming his grandmother's a full-blooded Cherokee. Oh, gosh. And his own mother said that's not true. <laughs> He said, my grandmother's a Cherokee. Ursa Walker's mom said, that's bullshit. She's from Detroit Projects. Oh, yeah. Why would he say that? It was the wrong purpose. I'm missing something. He's a liar. Oh, God. Something's wrong with these people. Then you got the L.A. Council president. Her name is Nuri Martinez for making racist comments. And hateful remarks, she later resigned. Oh, yeah. She was dumb enough to get, well, I won't say she was dumb enough, but somebody recorded 
that that conversation when she said a bunch of crazy stuff. She mm-hmm. said disparaging things about white people, Jewish people, exactly three black people. people. Three people. Yeah, but she's the one that was talking. Oh, yeah, she was the main one. Mm -hmm. They were co-signing it. She's the one talking. That was where in Los Angeles. Well, you know what, too, just just to put a note on that, it's so interesting Mm -hmm. now where a lot of people that that are um, children of immigrants that came here, you know, maybe 40 years ago, their their parents are 60, 65 years old. Mm-hmm. And the kids are 30, 40 years old in politics and all that. And they're just as nasty and off the mm-hmm. chain as anything else. And if your mother didn't go through 12 feet of water in a damn boat to get over here, you wouldn't be shit. And this right. just happened 20 years ago. You know what I mean? But see, they, they think that they're good because they're here. Now you're going to talk bad about somebody else if they're not here. So don't don't That's do right. that. Or if they hear got a woman right now in Virginia, Vega. Leslie, mm-hmm. Leslie, what's her name? Leslie Vega? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's running for Congresswoman, and she's a mm-hmm. mess. They, she, she was on a commercial mm-hmm. with her father. Her father's yeah. just as immigrant as he want to be. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, Talking wow. Spanish, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he only speak English. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So anyway. But that woman in L.A., she was, um, she was a mess. She made a comment about a same-sex couple who adopted a black child. They talked about a child she called said, a fucking monkey. She called him a little monkey. A little monkey. And she, but mm. she learned that from white people. Mm. That's the problem, too. Is like a lot of Spanish people, they link in with white folks and start talking like them. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. shit, do you know where you are on the food chain? First thing you got to do is find out where you are on the food chain. Right. And uh, anyway, yeah, where were we? I don't think she knows. Coach right. Rivera of the okay. Washington Commanders. <laughs> now, last week, he talked about Carson Wentz like a dog. Why y'all ain't winning? Our quarterback. Now, this week, they won last night, so he's in my house. Y'all talking about Carson Well, you talked about him last week, motherfuckers. What the hell are you living here? <laughs> He pressed up against the wall, Father. He pressed up against the wall. He don't know who to blame no more. He blames yeah. all of himself. Yeah, he <laughs> does. Exactly. They gonna get, I think they're going to get rid of him. They, he don't win this See, year. Yeah. They're going to get rid of his ass. Well, I don't, I don't think about because the, the, the owner is in such high water. And you notice I noticed, too, we're going to put Dan Snyder on the, on the list. Not only yeah, for, please add him. Not only for yep. saying he got dirt on Jerry Jones and on Roger Gazelle yeah, and got dirt yeah. on everybody. But you notice, too, every time you see Dan Snyder, he's surrounded by black people. I'm like, what the hell is that? Is that your security net? If you see him, every time you see Snyder, he's either hugging, sitting between two brothers or whatever, or walking with his wife and two black guys surrounding him. What the fuck? What is that about? Because he's full of crap. I'll be right. Probably security. I don't understand, bro. Mm-hmm. He's full of it. All right, who else you got? Okay, uh, everybody that pissed off uh, about Tom Brady being fined by the NFL, he was signed. He was fined eleven thousand dollars. Now yeah. they find they find the guy that tackled him, and they wasn't able to win the game. They was on they was on the they were trying to win the game there, and they they ended up losing it. The Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons. Was he fined or was he just penalized? The guy who tackled Brady. I no, the was team was penalized, penalized, and the 
and they was able to get a first down, so they was able to kill the clock, and right. the Atlanta Falcons never got the ball back, and they lost. Right, but Brady was fine. But when he tackled him, he got fined. The guy, the the guy from they got a, a penalty for tackling him rough, but he wasn't rough at all. But when he tackled mm-hmm. Tom Brady, Tom Brady kicked him between his between his legs, and they fined right. him eleven thousand dollars. But oh, they ended up losing okay. the game, and well, Tom Brady tried to kick him. The kick did not connect. Yeah, well. But they find him for trying to kick him. Well, let me tell you Brady something about that. Brady needs to his ass somewhere. Damn. Well, let me, let me I say agree. this here. Let me say this here while we're mm. on the air. Mm. Let me tell you something about testicles, okay? Oh, God. You don't have to hit. You don't have to hit testicles directly. You just got to graze them motherfuckers, okay? <laughs> you ain't got to hit them directly. Don't ever I'm think joking. that. I'm joking. I'm mm, joking. Okay. Mm, just mm, graze mm, them. Mm, mm. It's just okay. hit the notion of it. That's crazy. Anyway. But anyway, um, also... So a lot of people pissed off because Tom Brady got fined because they felt like, well, he didn't actually kick him, so why is he getting fined? Yeah, and also the Republicans now are using the word stay woke. Like they invented the shit. Oh, it's crazy. In Florida. That All right, crazy. Okay, everybody get out and vote. Stay woke. They come like, up the woke... The woke left. The woke left. The woke corporations. I'm like, what? So now all these folks are woke? Stay woke, Who everybody. Y'all know what it means. No. Don't have a clue. If white folks, if white folks steal one more phrase from us, I'm going to die. <laughs> Don't was, do that. There was one time. They all steal more. Yeah, that's what they do. There was one time white folks wouldn't even mess around with Ebonics. Remember, they were like, oh, no, Ebonics. Oh, my God. I can't say uh-huh. that word now. Shoot. Yeah. Right also, folks. I want to add Nicholas Cruz, the Parkland shooter, that got life uh-huh. instead of the death penalty that he yeah. well deserves. Yeah, he should have shot his ass. Um, Texas Pete Hot Sauce for for yeah. faking the funk. How you gonna call yourself Texas Pete if you all are made in North Carolina? Okay. That's some that's some bull crap right there. Wow. That's some bull crap. It is. And I got one okay. more. The FCC, Federal, what do they call the Federal Communication. Communications Commission, for being mm-hmm. a sucker to allow that guy to claim his dog bought the porno, that you mm-hmm. fell for that. They paid his bill. Y'all, y'all mm-hmm. are suckers. Y'all are just suckers. No, my, doc, my dog. My dog did my that. Dog, uh, my dog bought that with his paw. He stepped on the <laughs> <laughs> and bought bought the porno channel. It wasn't me. It was my dog. My. He was singing like Shaggy. It wasn't me. I'm like, y'all really fell for that? Y'all he stepped on the remote and, and the titties popped up. Suckers. Mm-hmm. And they but said it takes more than one click. But they said it takes more than one click. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you, well, Come no. on now. Come yeah. on. Because in order to get the porno, you got to click this, click Come that. On. You agree, click what, that. What's that sports that. show where they say, Come on, man? Come on, man. Hi, how, how you. Mm-hmm. You know what? Okay. Anybody else for the kids at list? No, that's all I got. Kevin, what about anybody else? Who was that with the doctor? That he had yeah. to re certify themselves in Congress? Or who? I don't know. Whoever yeah, the Republicans that are trying to block DACA and make oh, life yeah. difficult. For people who yeah. are here that didn't ask to be here, y'all are on the kissing list. Oh, did wow. we say Trump? Okay. Trump, yeah, Trump is on the kissing list too. All right, let's, let's, 
roll it. Let's roll it. All right. We got a special gift. Gift wrap with a big black bow for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. And here's my entire John Party when he was Papa Didi. I'm here with Kevin. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. That was the world famous Kiss It list. Hopefully you were not on it. But there's always next week. That's right. It's down to the last word. What's your last word, Papa Didi? My last word is in the original woke aspect. Stay woke. No, stay woke. We got I tell you what, the, the the election is coming, so, you know, and I just want to give big ups to my man, uh, Wes Moore. He really made his component cocktail go fool the other night. That man was, that man was stuttering like a that fish. That was for what? The governor of Maryland. Oh, okay. Wes Moore. Go with it, brother. Go ahead. That boy's butt. He's a Trump lover. Yeah. His name is Cox, Trump lover. It would be Cox. Anyway, my last word, my last word is hate has a price tag that America cannot afford. We got to get over all this stuff. We got to get a grip on these young people that are out here with guns, shooting up people like it's a video game, like you said, Kettle. This ain't a video game. This is real life. People are dying. People don't just get up and reset. Like a video game. No, guns are meant to kill. When you shoot somebody and kill them, they stay down. So I don't know if these young people really understand that, but something has got to be done. Because it's to the point now where daily we're hearing how many people got shot, and it turns out the culprit is a person under 21 years of age. Yeah, 15 this is problematic. Years old. So I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but. We need a solution. It's the early disconnect. From we a need lot a, of things. Yeah. Something. Well, you know, the whole family. Right. The, the whole family aspect throughout, at least our people, has really been destroyed through the years. And um, got to get that back somehow. Well, maybe that's the answer. Black mm-hmm. folks need to get reconnected. Yeah. To get yeah. a grip on this stuff. Like they used to ask, do you know where your children are? Mm-hmm. I think the answer for some people is no. I don't know where these kids are. You know, one thing I said, too. Well, Kettle, uh, what's your last word? I don't know. Uh. Um, my last word is just kind of chiming on you guys. Um, stay woke. And um, I think what's going on with these young kids is, uh, is as we said before, babies are raising babies. 
these um, parents are so young, you know, they're like your brother or sister. Mm-mm. You got to know who, who's a mama, who's a daddy. Or if the daddy or mama are present. Um, yeah. You know, grandma, she's getting too old to be raising these kids, and they run all over grandma. So, you know, there's no win-win with that. But uh, just stay yeah, woke. True. Young folks get out there and vote, vote, vote. They need to really have a strong campaign as far as doing that. One point they had these rappers telling them to vote. Now you don't even see that no more. So you know. Yeah, I remember that. That's true. That campaign was mm-hmm. called Rock the Vote. What happened to that? Um there was another one too. Pete Diddy put out a vote or die. You know, something like that he did. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was big. Yeah, now people are yeah, backing that's... off. Yeah. But you know we need to get back I tell you what. Yeah. One, one last thing I want to say before we close out is that on, on the family mm-hmm. level today, we got to look and see where our family is. In 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 my views on levels of uh, uh, ship status, is your family in mm-hmm. yacht status? Are you in ship status? Are you in rowboat status? Are you in a, a lifeboat status that's been hit with a knife mm-hmm. and just floating through mm-hmm. the river? You know what I mean? Where is your family mm-hmm. as far as a boat is concerned? Because we all need to be in the yacht status just floating down the river. But we have been decreased almost to lifeboat status, man. We're in a lifeboat that's been poked with a knife. And we just going along the river trying to figure out what the hell, what what we doing? What we trying to figure out? And nobody's mm-hmm. talking to each other. We fighting amongst in-laws, outlaws, by-laws, brothers, sisters, cousins, nieces, nephews, holding grudges. Man, we got to stop all that. We, we, You know, the one thing we got to mm-hmm. do, too, is stop talking about people if they're not in the room to defend themselves. Okay? Mm-hmm. Everybody deserves to speak their peace. But and stop getting the allies. If you need allies to stand your ground, then you ain't shit. You need to stand on your own by yourself. You don't need... If you pissed off with your brother, just be pissed off with your brother. Don't grab your sister to be pissed off with your brother so the two of you can team up against your brother. No. Be pissed off with your brother by yourself until y'all make up. Don't grab four other family members and go against your brother. That's bullshit. Stop grabbing allies and let's just stay. If we mad at somebody, be mad one-on-one. Let's stop trying to grab other people to be in our fight. Anyway, we're going to leave it at that. Uh, we uh, hope you guys could join us uh, every Friday, 9 o'clock in the p.m., 6 o'clock uh, West Coast. 9 o'clock Eastern. 9 o'clock Eastern, 9.15 CP time. And always feel comfortable to join the conversation. Yeah, you can always call in, say what you want to say. We're open. We're we're liberal. We, we anything you want to say. I'm I'm Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. And Bonsoir. And every Friday we hold it down. And our number is nine one four eight zero three four three zero six. You want to talk? You just press one. You can be put in the queue. And uh, my we last. We just want to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. And uh, we're about to get on out of here. Yeah. And we'll do it again next Friday. Nine o'clock. Oh, wait a minute. We got a caller. Let Uh-oh. me let me grab this caller real quick before we get on out of here. Hey, caller. Welcome to the show. It's the pajama party. Go right ahead with your comment. My comments. First time caller. <clears throat> and I like Hello. the show. Well, welcome aboard. I just, welcome, welcome. I just happen to be a very good friend of Dee Dee. I didn't know that was your name, but that'll work. <laughs> How you doing, brother? I'm good. How about you? Hey, thanks for calling. Oh, fantastic, in. fantastic. Good. I'm just calling to say I like the show, and uh, give me a call when you get a chance. 
Oh, no doubt. I sure will. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate the support. All right. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to get on out of here. We just want to say good night to everybody. And uh, we'll see you next Friday on the Pajama Party Show. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Cattle. Kettle? Okay, wait a minute. Good night. Where is Kettle? Oh, there she is. Good night. All right. Good night. And this is, <laughs> this is Red Wine saying good night. Bonsoir. Adios. Ciao. And we'll do it again next Friday night. Peace out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Party cool people.